Welcome back to the Lemon Online podcast. Uh, we're your host. My name, myself, Kizzer. Mr. Kizzer and more. Uh, we got who else? Who do we got over here? We got Lime. My name's Lime. What's up? All right. We got Lime over here. Dang, that yeah. reminds me. I'm craving some tacos, speaking of limes. Anyways. Man, go ahead. All, you do is eat. all you do is eat. Huh? All you do is eat. That's true. That's why I can't stay in shape. Anyways, go ahead and uh, start us off, big fella. Starting off? Yeah, starting off. I got a question for you. Quick question. Okay. Maybe okay, I have okay. an answer. Maybe you have an answer. Probably not. This is going to be the biggest question or life-changing story you'll ever hear. Have you okay. heard of the egg? The, the story egg. about the egg story. The egg story. I have not. You have I do not. Eat a lot of eggs, though. It has nothing to do with real eggs. Ah, okay. So, what's the story? So, the story, it's, uh, it's a sh- short story by Andy Weir. You probably heard of him. He uh, he wrote The Martian. You know that movie about uh, Matt Damon being stuck in Mars? Andy Weir. No, uh, I've heard of the movie The Martian, but I've never watched it. Okay, you gotta get on that. That was a pretty good movie. There's a lot of potatoes. That was my okay. favorite part of that movie. A lot of potatoes. But I just searched him up. Okay, so he's a, he's a good writer, uh, but simply stated, The Egg is a short story. It is a short story that tells you to put kindness over everything. It's more so a story that tells you about reincarnation. So I could, I'm just going to tell you it, okay? It starts off with a guy dying. Like straight up, he's he's dead, but instead of like going to heaven or hell, he uh he's in a waiting room, right? And after a while, someone approaches him, and he's like, "You're dead, dude." The guy just doesn't believe it. He's like, "What do you mean I'm dead? I'm right here. I could like still think. I'm still me." And after after freaking out for a little bit, the guy in the white room that's not the guy who died, he starts explaining everything to him. He tells him, "Well, you died." But this isn't the first time you've died. You've actually died many, many, many times before. In fact, you've died so much that you will become and you have become every human that has existed or ever will exist. Mr. Dead Guy, we're going to call him, we're calling him Adam because uh, Logic, he actually uh, used this in his album, Everybody. It was uh, really good. I love it. Yeah. Uh, You know that, you know that uh, Logic album, right? Where it had 1-800? The suicide, yeah. yeah, suicide hotline on that album. He is just he's basically using Neil deGrasse Tyson as God, and he's explaining to him that he is dead. Uh, Logic's character uh, that he uses to portray the dead man, his name's Adam, so that's why I'm using his name, Adam. But Adam is he's freaking out. He's confused. He's like, I am everybody who ever existed ever. And God says, yes, everyone who has existed ever and ever will exist. Obviously, that's a lot to take in for him. So he tries to figure, Adam tries to figure out the meaning of life in that moment that he's dead. But uh, God stops him. He tells him there's no point to figuring that out right now. Because you will remember everything that you've lived through and everything that you will live through if you stay here long enough. And once you have lived 
and experienced the life of every man, woman, and child on earth, only then can you fully be born and become what I am, which is a form of a god. It is called the egg because that is what we're the point of the story is that we are all humanity is an egg for a larger being. And in order to fully become the larger being, we have to experience humanity. It's a very interesting story because it tells you to become kind and loving to everyone you meet because they are an extension of yourself and being kind to them only further helps yourself, which is it humanity as a whole. Now, I love this story because it tells you to put peace, love, and positivity into your everyday life, even if it doesn't help you right now, it helps someone else. And even if the story isn't, even if the story isn't completely true, there are some truths in it. It says, be positive, be happy, and be kind to everybody because the more peace and love there is on earth, the more peace and love you can attract and obtain just by being loving. And now you okay. know the story of the egg. So I recommend okay, you but listen I'm... to the album by Logic, everybody. Well, I've listened to the album, but okay. Anyways, the egg makes no sense to me. Yeah. Well, what doesn't it make sense? What part doesn't like? What does the egg have to do? Like you said, it's the existence of the whole humanity. Uh, it said so. The egg is humanity being born into something greater, and because we are here experiencing humanity, once we have experienced everything, every life, then can we be fully born? Maybe I explained it a little bad, but that is what the egg is, the short story. Maybe. I'll have to look one time. You're saying but, I'm a terrible person. Okay. But I do agree on the kindness part. I mean, I feel like that could go a long way. But um, like you said, how when being kind or, you know, just being nice to other people in general, don't look for something in return. I feel like a lot of people do that. They do something with like a... Um, like a good intent towards someone they do it more so because of themselves in a sense if that makes sense like the end goal is selfish you know what i mean it's, to be honest it's, with you man no i do not <laughs> i'm so confused okay, right now but okay maybe i suck at explaining too but but sometimes like people try to be nice to other people just so they can get something in return yeah it's but that's like, in that huh? case that's not kindness you're not That's using what I'm saying. It's like, you're it's like using you're kind of you're kind of feeding your own ego, but at the same time, if you like be nice to other people with no like true end goal for yourself in mind, it's just to be nice to other people, just to be a good human, right? Yeah, that um, is kindness. Exactly. It's like what Logic said. What line? Is it really so hard to be? Is it really so hard to be a good person? Yeah, exactly. Just just stop acting like a. Stop acting like a bitch. Exactly. Is it real? I love that song. I actually know every uh, Logic song. It's kind of bad. That Logic song is bad. I no, I know every Logic song, which is very bad of me. That's cap. I, man, if you knew a Logic song, I could probably just tell you what song it is. If I played a song right now, I could probably figure out what it is. No, but don't I, play a song. We're gonna I'm get not gonna get copyrighted. No, I don't think we will. But uh. But yeah, just just be kind, bro. That's the story of the, the that's the meaning behind the story or the message. Actually, that's the message. The message behind the story is to be kind. Is that really so hard, bro? Anyways, what do you have for me today, bro? Oh, I um, 
So I didn't actually get my notes ready for this podcast. Ah, okay. So it's more of a me day today. Anyways, so it's my turn again. This, is, this okay. was just uh, my, uh, you know, I'm going to hop on and have some watermelon and have a conversation type of day. But you told me that you can hear me chewing my watermelon, so like I'm not eating my watermelon. <laughs> now I'm just <laughs> no, you're so... just quiet. Hey man, I'm not gonna stop you from eating watermelon, man. Go for it, bro. Hey man, bro, you can you know... just listen to me. Just... Hey. what? Hey, all I'm saying is, while you're hating on me making my watermelon eating noises, hey, people pay money for that. ASMR. I don't think so. Maybe not from you, though. Maybe not from you. From other people, yes. I don't think from you, though. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, there's, like, a whole community of people on YouTube that make a shit ton of money just off uh, eating food. Okay, but there's also a whole community of people selling feet pictures, and I don't see you selling them. Dude, if I could, I would. Who says you can't? My, okay, my feet aren't the, like, the prettiest feet, that's why. Okay, what if some people like actually, feet look more Actually, they're not rough. bad, but like, but like, they're not bad, but I wouldn't do it. Sounds like you're just scared, man. What if you uncover something about yourself that you didn't know was there? Is that what you're really scared of? Yeah, what, if, what if I was undercover and I was selling feet pics? I would do it. If, if my name was like Jake on the internet, wink, wink, I would do it. Oh, okay. So I just got to find someone who sells feet pictures, his name has to be Jake. And then I have to compare your feet with their feet to find out who is Jake, really. Nah, I'm just kidding. Hey, but uh, speaking on that, you know there's people who, like, mess with people through that whole thing? Like, they'll make, uh, not fake accounts, all of them make, like, OnlyFans account and be like, hey, I'm selling you these pics, but, like, the whole time, it wouldn't even be them. It's just a front, like... It seems so simple, but, like, there's so many people that do it. Really? I've never heard of that. I mean, I've heard no. of people making fake accounts and selling random pictures, but never of... Like, random eight. pictures. Like, you just find, like, you know, low-key on the internet. Which is, which is oh. crazy. Like, y'all are paying for Google Images, bro. <laughs> and then, uh, I think a few weeks ago on TikTok, I seen this guy who has an OnlyFans agency. Like, a, a modeling agency for OnlyFans. Oh yes, I heard about that guy. I um, I also I, heard I that he's the same guy, but like, so basically, he just well, I'm gonna put you can't really see me, but I'm gonna put it in quotes. He hires these models, right? Yeah. And then uh, so it's like a modeling agency, like any other modeling agency, right? But then he pays these models, and then just like basically, they're in contract to take pictures or videos or whatever, and then he sells them. Wait, he's so making... what? So okay, so. What I'm understand, what I understood from that is it's one profile, and you could get all these people from it. Yeah. So basically, okay. okay. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So it's one like profile basically, and he's hiring all these like girls or models, and uh, that's what he's selling. Man, that's a bang for your buck right there. Okay. I mean, I guess, (laughs) but but he he's making a shit ton of money. Like, he's making hundreds of thousands a month. Yes, but it's probably not going to go all to him. He probably has to pay all these models, pay security, well, pay this, like, pay that, pay that. How much, how much do you think he's really paying the models? He's not paying them like anywhere close to what he's making. I mean, he probably have to after a while. Yeah, maybe. But maybe like, like if you want to keep the models on, right? 
say if you have a really popular model and she brings in like 30% of your revenue, what if she says, you know what, I'm gonna start my own, I'm gonna leave this agency. And he has to pay okay. her enough to not want to leave, you know? Okay, that, okay, now that's true. But would she be as big on her own uh, versus sticking with the agency? It doesn't, she won't be as big, she won't get many as, as many views, but she'll be able to like, keep all okay, that look, money I'll, I'll she can you... make. I'll sure. give you a hypothetical example. Okay, look, here, here are my examples. So let's say uh, she's part of the agency, right? Okay. And the guy's making, uh, let's keep the math simple. Let's say he's making 500000 a month, okay? And, uh, and her cut is 10%, right? So let's say she's taking home 50000 right? But then let's say she goes solo, uh, hashtag one direction, you know, like multiple directions type of vibe. And then let's <laughs> say she goes solo, right? And uh-huh. then now she's making uh, maybe 10000 to 20000 you know. And then maybe she goes over 50000 right? But, like, basically, she's only marketing herself versus staying under the agency, which has a bigger name and more reach and is bringing in more, even though you're getting such a small, like, 10%. The, the overall, the top-line revenue is much higher. I feel I mean, the issue here is that we don't know the proper numbers, so we can't come to a good conclusion. Because to me, 10% know, is too much to be paying a, a model. I know, obviously. But I'm just like keeping the math simple, you know? But, uh, but yeah, like... But if you keep the math simple, too, with that example, what if we use 1%? And even then, I think that's probably a little bit too much to be paying the model, depending on how many models you have under the agency and everything. Because you could be like, I have no idea how it works with the you money or the math. You said 1% is like 5k a month, right? For a model? 1% would be 5k. Yes, but that's still too much to be paying depending on how many models you have because not yeah, every tri- model is going to be paid the same amount. Oh, hell no. But if I'm putting myself out there like that, I better be making 10% of 500,000. That's why you see so many of so many people have their own OnlyFans and not okay, be look, part of a community, okay, right? Okay, but hear me out. Look, hear me out. The thing with this business model is, okay, I don't know why we're like so deep into this, but like now that we're already here, um, let me tell you one thing. So the agency is probably going to last longer. If you go solo, people get tired of seeing the old, same old thing, you know, uh, versus you have an agency and you're, con- it's like you have a, a churn rate, you're constantly uh, kicking out the people who aren't, you know, making the team basically, like they're not getting enough <laughs> views or whatever. You're like, you know, this is an NFL team, bro. You're like, oh, bro, bro you <laughs> got to build a team. this month. You got to go to a new team. You're, you're building teams, models. So like, and then you bring on new people like, okay, now I'm going to bring on a fresh batch of people who are bringing in more views. Oh, bro, we sound so terrible talking about it this way. Hey, I'm just saying that's the, that's the business model on TikTok. That's the thing I've seen. But, oh, hey. that is so seedy, man. That is so seedy. Anyways. Anyways, we should start our own modeling agency, you know, just me and you. And that's it. That's Dude, all we need. I We're can't be. It's okay. I'll be the model. I'll bring in the revenue. You just do it for me, you know? Okay, so um, I had this uh, agency that's in Sacramento reach out to me on Instagram. Uh huh. And like, basically, they like the thing is they want me to do like um, like photo shoots slash video shoots, and uh, they would pay me obviously, but it would be for like you know like fitness brands or like uh, nutrition brands. But they said that it could be like for anything, right? Um, 
It just sounds like they want a generic model. Huh? It kind of sounds like they just wanted like a generic model. No? Or what is uh, it? Uh like? yes. Yes, but more so for like the fitness side. But basically they were just saying like okay, they have more clients like obviously, but like um like the one example they gave me, I forgot the name of the company. I, I don't like I don't know if I like should say it, but like I don't know, like I haven't done anything with them yet, but if you don't say anything, a, you can say you can say whatever you want. Yeah, but I forgot the name of the company. But anyways, it was like a meal prep company and they were like, "Oh, you would uh do it for them, you know, this that." But my only thing with that is then like I have to keep myself in shape. Then that means no more uh hoodie season. I mean, you could always have a hoodie season and just bulk. That doesn't mean that they want you shirtless the entire time, you know? You could just be flexing a muscle here and there. Yeah, when you have a life like modeling, you always need to keep yourself at a certain standard, you know? And I feel for a lot of people, you just want to do what you want, eat what you want. And when you have to keep that standard, it's difficult to do that. Like The Rock, Rock, how he says he only has one cheat day every year, and it's on his birthday. And even then, he doesn't go too crazy. Because yeah, he needs I to mean, keep himself at that standard. I would too. If I was getting paid millions, I would keep myself at that standard too. Shit. Yeah, but that's the issue. Be- once you reach a certain threshold, like the modeling agency or acting, being fitness or being fit, that is who you are now. You can't be known as anything else. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, I mean... Well, when you're doing it, like, at that level, there's, like, so much other shit that's involved, you know? Like, uh, you could be taking, like, performance-enhancing drugs and all that stuff just to uh, stay in shape and all that, you know? Yeah, to keep the standard, which it just sounds like it's terrible for you uh, mentally and physically. It really takes a toll, which is why I think a lot of people from the I mean, NFL go yeah. overweight after they leave, you know? It's part of the game, though. Like, okay, let's say, like, for example, like, if someone, if someone came to you, be like, okay, Andres, uh, I'll pay you, uh, say, three million dollars for this upcoming role in such and such movie, but you have to be, uh, two hundred pounds, you know, eight percent body fat, just like, just jacked, this like muscle machine, whatever, right? Chris and Evans. now, huh? Chris Evans type, okay. Okay, so like. Theoretically, the best thing for you would be, okay, now I'm going to go out. I'm getting paid $3 million, so I'm going to invest a good amount in my body so I can actually get that check for $3 million, right? Because if you don't make that 200-pound requirement or whatever the thing they're looking for, then they're going to go with someone else, obviously, right? So, like, what you would do is basically go out and hire the best personal trainers, the best nutritionists, the dietitians, or whatever, right? And then you're going to go to the best doctors. You're going to ask them for, like, what drugs would help you reach that goal, you know? And there's, like, so much stuff out there. Like, there's stuff that, like, I don't know, um, like, it helps you, like, burn fat. Like, increases your energy, uh, makes your skin tighter and all that stuff. Like, there's so much stuff out there. So you're obviously going to spend a good amount of money on all that stuff just so you can secure that $3 million. Because paying up front for something that small is nothing for you. So that's what a lot of these people do. It's part of the game. Yeah. It would, and I love the game. I love how people are able to do that with their body. Uh, what's his name? Uh, who played Batman? Uh, Christian Bale, right? Yeah. He's a crazy motherfucker, dude. He, he went from Batman to a super, super skinny, like skeleton type guy for just for a small role in a different movie. And then a few months later, he goes 
from like like super low 100s to like obese 200 pounds for another movie and then he loses it all over again to be batman again so yeah. it's complete it's terrible it's like body dysmorphia on a different level but kind of like a ranked ranked video game or a ranked anything like how good can you do it and how well can you pull it off it i feel like mentally it takes a toll on him you know it does if you watch some of these interviews with these guys and they'll explain it all like how much of a toll it takes on their body like can you imagine yourself like for one role you got to play this you know super built guy or whatever and then for your next role you got to play like okay you're this super skinny dude like obviously it's gonna mess with your head just because we're because we're constantly judging ourselves anyways yeah and with that i feel like someone much like christian bale he doesn't really have a set uh perspective of how he looks like so to him when he thinks about himself he doesn't go to one version of himself and if he does it's probably like a super super young version of himself before he started acting how he thinks about his body and his face if that makes any sense because uh for me because i've been losing so much weight i've been gaining so much weight throughout my years i i always just think back of on when i was 12 i was like a super overweight kid every time i think about myself that's what i think of a little 12 year old who's just overweight uh, right before I had a little growth spurt, which made me like five foot ten, but in my head oh. I'm still five foot. Or I'm still five foot like six, uh, weighing one hundred and sixty pounds, so super small, super round, thinking like a little ball. And to, to me, like these actors, they're just they're like me, right? They don't have a set view of themselves. They don't know how they really are, which is really terrible mentally, because you don't know what standards to hold yourself to. Are you the skinny guy who loves to run? Or are you the fat guy who likes to be on the TV and just eat chips? Or are you the super fit guy who just goes to the gym every day? Like, who are you? Who, you know? Yeah, I think, I think there's obviously a balance that you find once you've been doing it for a while. Uh, I, I can't say for other people, but like, I know for me, like, there's a balance. Like, I've been like super skinny where I was like, so I'm like 5'7", you know, 5'8 on a good day um there will be like so Riches. the lightest i've been when like COVID happened was uh i don't know if i already said this i probably already said this on the last episode That's we okay did, we can repeat whatever we want i'm not sure but like there will be like i, I was i think like 138 pounds right oh which is light. like super skinny and then um so when, now when i look at my pictures i can't believe i was that skinny but at that time i was like dang bro I, I have this little bit like a pinch of like less than an inch of fat hanging off from over here i gotta lose this like it would just be stuck in my head like i gotta lose this and then uh i would uh every time i ate something that i wasn't supposed to eat or didn't fit in my calories i'll be like oh my god i feel so bad i was like start panicking right like i'll be like okay uh now i need to go on a run so i can bring this off or you know tomorrow i'm actually gonna not gonna eat that much because i ate too much today so it's just those small things that just like I, like just killed me on the inside and on the outside you were like okay well i mean i guess i have a nice body you know so it's just like you're what, what do you prefer like um so you got to find that balance like are you comfortable with yourself and mentally and physically because at the end of the day they do go together like right now i'm like i'm floating around 170 175 um to some people when they see me they might think i'm fat to some people they might think uh i'm like in shape but like 
I don't care. Like, I feel good. I feel like strong at the gym. Uh, I'm not like the most shredded dude. I feel strong at the gym. I eat good. Um, I feel like I'm healthy, like mentally and physically. You know? Yeah. No. I that's that's me too right now. But I could always be better, and I want to be better at this point. Uh, that's because true. I am doing that's my true. my little contest with my friend to see who is more shredded, more jacked by February. So by February, kind of like an actor. I set myself my I set a goal, kind of a crazy goal to reach. Totally doable, but it's still a crazy goal nonetheless. And it's gonna take like a mental toll and a physical toll. But it's yeah. it's pretty exciting to see how I can do it. But because Yes, but like the, at the same time, bro, you gotta realize that I think the only reason we're like this is because everything you see on social media is like kind of fake. Like there's there's so many people especially on tiktok like just taking a bunch of shit like they're young like you know our age but they're just taking a bunch of drugs just to look a certain way like but like at the end of the day you got to realize this is a lifelong game so if you're doing it as a natural athlete it's gonna take some while like you don't even get your actual like grown man body till you're like past 26 27 and for the a 30s man, are not... the prime for men, bro. The 30s are exactly. the prime for men. Exactly. You're not even at your, like, peak strength or peak uh, physique till you're, like, 35 to, like, you know, maybe in 38, my... 40. In my head, uh, this is, like, puberty part two. When you're, when you're a man in your 20s, it's puberty parts two. Like, yeah, you, you pass the 14-year-old puberty. You, you have a little bit of voice now. You grow some hair, but you don't really grow and start dying until after the 30s. So yeah, we have a long way yeah, to go. Yeah, it changes your body goes through. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But I feel yeah. like if I feel like you completely have a point with social media, it is it's terrible, which is why I've been trying to stay away with from it. I I do a really good job of trying of staying away from uh, fitness related posts, people just showing off their results, people who are fishing for compliments. Uh, people who just yeah. want to have fame and glory from looking good because that's not that's not a part of the human needs you know uh yeah i mean at the end look, of the day we're animals and our body bodies are used to be functional if you have no functionality yeah. there's no point into having your muscles it's true i mean I, I still post a lot and like sometimes i'll look at my videos and i'm like damn bro like I don't look that good, like comparing myself to these other people on social media, right? It's like, damn, I don't look that good. I don't look that lean. But at the same time, if you like scroll down, you know this, like we used to work out together like before COVID. Like if you scroll down my um, Instagram page, I'm like, okay, I look way better than I did in 2019. Yeah, like, you, you know, look it's way better. And it's just a game of progress. If people see the exactly. progress, they're like, that's perfect. If they don't yes. see progress and they see a random Jack guy, can you really yes, trust exactly. anything he says? What you've been so, uh, building up is uh, reputation. Yeah. So th there's this uh, bodybuilder that I follow. I've been following for a long time, and you know, I got coached by him uh, before COVID happened. His name's Chris Jones. You probably heard me talking about him. You know. Hey, but, Chris um, Jones. Yeah. So basically, what he said was like, "You're not gonna make a shit ton of progress in one year unless it's like your first year lifting. You know, like your first year lifting, you're gonna gain like 10, 15 pounds of muscle." But, like, after that, you're only going to gain, like, if you're, like, lucky, if you're, like, an advanced lifter, like, you know, you're only going to gain 0.5 to a pound of muscle. And you, you got to, like, realize that's okay because do you know what a pound of muscle can make a difference for you in your physique? Like, can you imagine, like, 
your biceps being 0.5 pounds bigger like do you know what i mean like it makes a huge difference i do not and i feel like so many other people do not yeah but well i mean (laughs) i guess that's where it's like the problem is like most people just don't realize how hard it is like it's not easy like it's easier to lose weight than it is to build muscle yeah that's completely true i've been losing weight a lot it takes so much time you know how like most most charts like compounding charts they like start off slow start off slow and then like go hella high yeah building muscles literally the other way around like your first two years you're gonna make so much progress you're gonna be like holy shit like damn i'm good at this and then you realize you're like three to five years in i'm like okay i mean i'm making a little bit of progress but it's not like the best and then you're like maybe you're like eight years in ten years in like okay you know what now i'm like barely making any progress as a natural athlete like you're not gonna make any like that huge huge progress you know but um for me i've been working out since i was like 15 you know like the whole losing weight and all that and i've done a lot of stupid mistakes but um i've been more consistent about it like i learned how to track macros training like how to train um like the volume the form and everything like last two years and I made a lot of progress, but like at the same time, I'm not at that 10 year mark yet where I've been working out. I can say I've been working out for 10 years. So, um, yeah, I can't really say about how much it feels after that. But yeah. Well, come back in five years and tell me about it. How about yeah. that? <laughs> uh, if I'm uh, still working out around then. Yeah. I, but I would see the only issue you would stop working out is because you are re- you're going for the goals, the goals of looking good. Which is at the end of the day of vanity, which is one. It's it's just terrible. It's terrible to just judge yourself based on your own appearance, because we couldn't really just judge ourselves. We can see ourselves when humanity first evolved from whatever we evolved, if you believe in evolution. But because of yeah. that, we uh, we judge ourselves a lot more and more, and. We always forget about function. Function is just to help you live longer. And if you, you know, train for function, which is what I want to do after February, after I stop training for vanity, which is kind of funny because yeah. I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite right now. But I just want to train for just for looks and aesthetics right now because I just I want to have that. I've always wanted to have yeah. that when I since well, I was like a little overweight kid. I kind of agree with you, but like. Because recently I've been having this like urge, like if I find more time in my day or my schedule, I don't know how I'm going to do that. But like once I do, I do want to join like a boxing class or a jujitsu class just because I want to be more functional. Like my cardio is trash. Oh yeah, cardio for us, we suck. We suck terribly cardio. My cardio was pretty good when I was in high school and doing wrestling. But like now it's like trash. Like it's horrible. Like my cardio is not good at all. Like but like nothing like where it's too intense. Like, you know, yeah. If I want to play basketball right now, I'll get winded super fast, right? Yeah, because uh, for us, when do we really just do cardio in our day-to-day life? We don't do anything. We are at our desk every day, or we are just standing, talking to people, and that's about it. There's really no other moments in time that we need cardio compared yeah. to, like, when I said again, when humanity first evolved, uh, we needed to walk and trek miles and miles and miles every day just to find food, find a place to stay. Yeah, well, okay, we got so, comfortable, bro. Not, we got too comfortable, bro. Now we we're did. all obese. We did. It's, uh, to your point, um, when you said, "Oh, it's all for like vanity, looking good." I mean, I kind of agree with you, but like, I kind of disagree. Well, it just depends on the person. But for me, it's like 
when I see a person like walk into a room and they're like in good shape, my first thing is, oh, okay, they have discipline because me and you both know how much discipline it really takes like to get yourself in shape, you know? It's like uh, when your friends want to go out, you got to be able to say no or like if you do go out with them, okay, now you got to be really cautious of what you're eating. Okay, are you going to order the salad or the burger, you know? At the end of the day, nobody's going to do cardio, you know? If you have 2,500 calories you're eating and you only have 200 calories a day, and somebody asks you to go out for ice cream, now you're like, okay, now do I want to, like, what do I want more? For me, it's like a discipline thing. I know they're disciplined if I see someone walk in and they're in shape. Um, Yeah, but why are they disciplined? You have to get behind behind the reasoning of their discipline. Are they disciplined out of you know vanity or are they disciplined because they want something else you know like what what's inspiring them to do the actions that they do i think sort of but like okay so for me it's like the whole thing the whole reason i go to the gym is because like i said to practice discipline whatever you want to whatever you want to build you practice it right to me it's practicing discipline and uh increasing my mental toughness so like when you're on rep number eight or nine and you know that shit hurts but you you got to tell yourself okay if i want to look a certain way i got to make it to 12 or 15 i got to put in the work that it requires to look a certain way you're going to do that right okay so i feel like that translates over to other areas of your life whether you're at work or doing anything else that mental toughness could translate to other areas or that discipline in general translates to other areas in your life I so see, like, I see. So when so, you when so you it's do like all whether that, I'm at work, like, yeah, exactly. So like whether I'm at work, I feel like it helps me if I'm at work too. That same mentality that I have in the if I'm at work. Like any job I've had, like it's been super easy for me because I'm just like, okay, this is a piece of cake. You guys are like complaining about nothing. Like I'll do that. You guys don't want to do that. Okay, I can do it. No. Like it's just for me, it's just like, okay, I'm going to do anything that's hard. And that builds my discipline because I know down the road I'm gonna deal with stuff that's like much harder, and the only way I can get over that is through my history of that those discipline building actions, you know. And that's yes, that is great. I love that you train for discipline. I want to do discipline just to train discipline, but I know I won't do that in a while because I'm being inspired by vanity and just by looks, and I'm being disciplined because of that. So at the end of the day, it's what inspires you or pushes you to be disciplined. Is it yeah. for the sake of discipline? Is it out of fear? Is it out of inspiration? Or is it out of a goal? Uh, for me right now, it's uh, vanity and the goal of winning this little competition I have with my friend. But for you, yeah, it's I mean... discipline for the sake of discipline to have a better mind and to have like a better just outlook of things when they get rough but not that many that, people have that many people just okay go for, but you're sticking okay but you sticking to your plan to win the competition is still discipline yes because it's discipline still- but it's not inspired by just wanting to be disciplined so this is the way someone described this to me uh they said it doesn't matter how you believe in something but it matters why you believe in it why do you and their example was why are you not a liar? Is it because your parents told you what happens to liars and they inspired it out of fear, saying that, oh, liars end up being hurt a lot more? Or is it because your parents 
told you that a loving person doesn't lie. A loving person tells the truth no matter what. Are you a liar because you are scared of the consequences or are you not a liar because you don't want someone to be hurt? Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I've heard that before. I can see where you're coming from. That makes sense to me. I mean, you, there's a lot of examples like that because, you know, there's just those fears that like people like in like they just put in our head when we're younger like and it just carries on with us like oh you're not supposed to do things a certain way because this will happen well how do you know this will happen oh well it happened for me okay well not you you know yeah so so i mean i mean you got to find balance between that i guess but yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean i feel like what we're talking about is uh you're talking about discipline just People have to be disciplined, and when they're disciplined, that's great. But I'm talking about how are they dis or why they are disciplined. Yeah. So it's we're but do you talking think, about two different areas, yeah. But do you think that it's the same like end goal? Like, okay, for example, like for example, if you take me and you, you're training for a competition and you really want to win, because, right? Because yes, I want to be better than my friend. Exactly. Okay. So now. Are these two forms of discipline translating to the same end goal, which is uh, building mental toughness? Is it or not? Like my end goal, my end goal is not mental toughness. My end goal is purely okay, for well, the sake of vanity. Okay, right okay. Now. Well, it's it's not like okay, that's not what I meant. It's like it's not your goal that you know of, but like, will it help you down the road? Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it'll help you down think... the road, but okay. it's not what's that's not what is inspiring. You're being inspired by the journey i'm being inspired by the spoils of the journey the end of the competition okay yeah if you yeah, think about makes... it i like talking about pirates a lot so let me do it pirate way you know okay. there's this recurring theme that people need to love the journey and not go for the treasure within a treasure chase we're still going to go down the same journey we're still going to go down the same yeah obstacles and if you're going to do the journey for the sake of the journey then that's good you're gonna get what you want out of it but if you're gonna do the journey for the sake of the spoils then it's not really gonna help you at the end of the day because all your resources and your mental uh, ability is going going to just finishing it and getting the reward and if you don't get the reward it just ruins you say if i do win the competition exactly. right i feel because i'm not developing my mental toughness that i'll i am more likely to fall into the mistakes of my previous uh, self and overeat and binge. And it'll be more of a an issue for me than it will be for you because you're doing it for mental discipline. Mm -hmm. So you can easily tell yourself, oh, this is like three months ago when I didn't want to go and get ice cream because I'm a tough guy and I did it for discipline's sake and I can say no. But me, I'm just like, well, I don't have a competition anymore. So who cares if I eat this ice cream? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But I feel like when you constantly set new goals and new records for yourself to reach, then you're going to have less of an issue. Yeah. But uh, that's a problem for uh, February me, so I'm not worried about that yet. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. Well, yeah. Setting, goal, setting new goals constantly definitely helps. So, um, yeah. But like, like I said, for me, like, or I feel like you should put more emphasis on the journey. Because if you do that, then like you won't be, you won't, 
you won't react to the end goal, whether you get it or not. Because at the end of the day, I know you don't want to lose, but let's say you don't win. Okay, you're still gonna have that body. Like yes, but you're still gonna look not, the best you ever did. I'm gonna be at the. I know myself enough to tell you that when I do lose the competition, if it is possible, if I lose the competition, I'm gonna be so like heartbroken. I'm gonna be so sad, and either I'm gonna push myself to an even higher goal or I'm going to crash very hard. So uh, I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. And if I crash and burn, I would really like to see myself come back. Yeah. And it's going to be great. We shall find out. I definitely think I can do it. Uh, I think you can do it. All right, guys. That's end of this uh, episode. Yeah, yeah, we're keeping it short today. Uh, see yeah. you in uh, two weeks again. Every two weeks. No, we'll probably see you next week. Next week? Oh, so then uh, why was there a week gap right here? See what happened was is the way my bank account is set up. See, I got a checking and a saving. Oh, okay, I, gotta, okay, I understand. So goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Catch y'all next week. See you next week. <laughs>